Hello and welcome to episode 221 of the LDS Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and today we're going to be finishing our study of the uh, section for this week uh, of December the 30th to January the 5th, which covers the introductory pages of the Book of Mormon and other testaments of Jesus Christ. Uh, we're looking at the section today which is entitled How Was the Book of Mormon Translated? which again covers the testimony of the Prophet Joseph Smith. Um, so obviously this focuses today on the actual translation of the book. Uh, and there's a number of key bits of information which are, are important to know with this. Uh, what I would do is I would uh, direct you to um, the church's YouTube um, page. So there's a wonderful uh, set of videos uh, if you subscribe to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints called Now You Know. Uh, and they break down some... Uh, questions or principles or topics uh, that others may found, find of interest uh, in the world. Uh, just to kind of read off, you know, the first few. Uh, the first one they did was about the first vision, then there's the final judgment, then who is Joseph Smith, what is doctrine, and then the next one after that is where did the Book of Mormon come from, which is really interesting because it goes into, you know, how Joseph Smith was prepared by the angel Moroni, how he received it, uh, it talked about how it was done over 65 working days. And we know we know that obviously he received the plates in 1827, but um, because of having to move and because of the loss of the original 216 pages and the work of the initially translating the characters before actually translating the whole book, the work on actually translating the entire book didn't begin until 1829 over the space of, you know, two to three months, 65 working days. Uh, so... That's, that's interesting. Uh, there's also a video, if you go further down, about seer stones, uh, which relates uh, to today, uh, today what we're looking at as well. And I really would recommend kind of just um, looking at um, those videos at some point, but in particular those two, which I'll leave the links for in the show notes. Um, they really go over a lot of the details which uh, are of interest to us with this study today. Um, so... That, that's that's an important resource. Yeah, basically, the Book of Mormon translation, it, there's, there's not a lot uh, that needs to be added to what we already know. Uh, I am glad that um, more and more information is being shared just because we're, ha we're having more historical documents made available uh, and obviously uh, in this day and age, because people are like, are, have, have many questions and want those questions answered, it's important that we have these questions answered. Um, as such, the church has produced uh, the Gospel Topics Essays, uh, which gives us a lot of information into the translation process of the Book of Mormon. I do think that um, because in terms of church-proved uh, visuals and pictures, um, artists' impressions have shown the Prophet Joseph Smith just having the, the, the gold plates laid open on the table and him simply reading from them, uh, being inspired of the Lord. Uh, and then the scribe opposite, just just writing it down. Uh, we don't of, often see, you know, versions where he's looking into a seer stone, or where he's covering the plates with a hat, or there's like a, a curtain, or you know, there's other things which have been described by other by um, other witnesses to the translation process, but just hasn't been kind of shared, discussed as in detail to the members of the church. And th there'll be reasons for that, uh, simply because you know it's the the translation process itself. Uh, wasn't key, you know, the mechanics of it, just the fact that we we knew it was by the gift and power of God. Um, 
But obviously, again, you know, as these tra- these witnesses to the translation, their testimonies are made more available. It's important that we are aware of these things. So, if we have a look at the uh, the gospel topics essay, uh, that goes into a lot more detail about um, how this worked. Now, I'm not going to go through the entire thing because it's huge. So, I would again just recommend you study it for yourself. It's easy to find if you go to the gospel library uh, and you search. Um, Topics is under Gospel Topics Essays, Book of Mormon Translation, and it's all right there for you to have a look at in your in your own leisure. But I I, th- I think that you know the main issue with this with this topic with this discussion is that some people people may feel like they've been, um, you know, what's the word, misled or or not been not been told the truth when it comes to the translation of the Book of Mormon because they say, oh well, I never knew about a seer stone or you know this kind of thing you know i'm not quite sure why this why, why i'm only being told about this now i mean and that seems to be the major problem that comes up when people discuss this not so much that he used a seer stone like you know that's not that doesn't seem to be the huge problem it seems to be that there are some individuals that feel that they have been you know misdirected about these things because now these things are being brought to light by necessity uh, but in reality um you know we've had these witness accounts they have been discussed many over many years. It's just that it's being made more common knowledge in our mainstream understanding. If I suppose uh, that people seem to find feel like they are, that they have been misled in the past. Uh, in the Gospel Topics essays, it says this quote: "Some people have balked at this claim of physical instruments used in the divine translation process, but such aids to facilitate the communication of God's power and inspiration are consistent with accounts in Scripture. In addition to the Urim and Thummim." The bass, other physical instruments to to access God's power, the rod of iron, a brass serpent, holy anointing oils, the ark of the covenants, and even dirt from the ground mixed with saliva to heal the eyes of a blind man. Close quote. You know we have had uh, accounts and examples of physical objects that don't have any particular power themselves being used to demonstrate the Lord's power uh, in people's lives. And uh, for example, in the sacrament we have the bread and the water not particularly extravagant or divine instruments in themselves, but through which we can have the most spiritual experience of our week. And the principle is the same, that the power of the Lord comes from him through those objects. And it's the same with the, with the seer stones of Urim and Thummim. Just a couple of uh, accounts that I liked from the, uh, the Gospel Topics essays to share with you. Quote, The scribes who assisted with the translation unquestionably believed that Joseph translated by divine power. Joseph's wife, Emma, explained that she frequently wrote day after day at a small table in their house in Harmony, Pennsylvania. She described Joseph sitting with his face buried in his hat with the stone in it and dictating hour after hour with nothing between us. According to Emma, the plates often lay on the table without any attempt at concealment, wrapped in a small linen tablecloth. When asked if Joseph dictated from the Bible or from a manuscript he had prepared earlier, Emma flatly denied those possibilities. He had neither manuscripts nor book to read from. Emma told her son, Joseph Smith III, the Book of Mormon is as of divine authenticity. I have not the slightest doubt of it. I am satisfied that no man could have dictated the writing of the manuscripts unless he was inspired. For, for when acting as scribe, your father would dictate to me hour after hour, and when returning after meals or after interruptions, he would once begin, at once begin where he left off without seeing the manuscript or having any portion of it read to him. Another scribe, Martin Harris, sat across the table from Joseph and wrote down the words Joseph dictated. Harris later revealed that as Joseph used the seer stone to translate, sentences appeared. 
Joseph read those sentences aloud, and after penning the words Harris would say, written, an associate who interviewed Harris recorded him saying that Joseph possessed a seer stone by which he was enabled to translate as well as from the Urim and Thummim, and for convenience he then used the seer stone. And over time, uh, close quotes, and over time we know that the Prophet Joseph Smith used the seer stone and the Urim and Thummim, and then over time that eventually would, would receive revelation without these aids. Uh, and so it was all to support him in this translation process as he got to grips with you know, being able to use this um, talent or strength or ability given to him of the Lord to provide uh, the Book of Mormon in these latter days. Um, I'm really grateful uh, for this. T- and, you know, it, it demonstrates practices which are um, consistent with other scriptural accounts. Uh, and so, you know, I think that understanding this is important uh, because, you know, people will ask. And in fact, at work, I've had a couple of questions from from an individual about Seer Stone and and the fact that Joseph Smith used, used to use certain instruments for treasure hunting and things like that. Uh, and the fact is, well, yes, you know, those things happened. It all it, When you look at the context of the time, though, many people did this. Uh, and he, he certainly wasn't the only one. Uh, and, then it under, and then, as I mentioned in, in an episode earlier in the week, it demonstrates that actually he was using, you know, instruments like this. And then when it came to the time where he was called as a prophet to lay those things behind... Where, and, it, and it also does, we have accounts of him being told to not have, you know, um, a company with the money diggers or treasure seekers anymore. Uh, and then he's has to, he has to use that talent or ability to now, now for this holier and higher work. Uh, and it shows that, you know, over time he's developed this to the point where he's able to understand and, and use this ability to fulfill the work of the Lord. I hope you've enjoyed the study today. Uh, If there's anything that you've been studying, I'd love to hear it uh, at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter. Or if you email ldsstudysession at gmail.com, I'd love to hear from you and share anything that you've got uh, to to ask or, or to share. Thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again.